Yo, what up? Welcome to another episode of the Oakland Warriors podcast. I'm Patrick, flying solo. So the Warriors beat the Los Angeles Clippers in Los Angeles 105 to 90 in a game that had a lot of whistles. There were a lot of fouls called and it mucked up the game. But more importantly, it actually pissed Steph off. In the second half, he was driving to the basket. He thought he got fouled and he went after the ref. He looked really, really pissed. And I kind of love seeing that. And I'm sure Draymond, Steve Kerr, the young guys, the rest of the bench, they loved seeing that from their all-world legendary Hall of Famer, Steph Curry. I enjoy seeing the fire. I mean, come on. Like he has such a choir boy persona and nice guy vibe about him that it's awesome to see him get riled up. Also, on the next trip down the court, Looney set a screen for Steph and he drained the three, but the same ref called a moving screen on Looney, which was, you know, judgment call. You don't have to call those every single time, but whatever. He proved his point. Everybody pays money to go see the refs, right? Yeah. The whistles in this game were a little ridiculous. The tech in the third quarter that they didn't really assign to anyone. It seemed to be that the ref heard something from the Warriors bench, but they didn't know where it came from. I mean, it could have come from somebody in the crowd with all these masks people wear. Like you can't just assume that one of the dudes on the bench said it. So that was weird and random. But the thing was, like, the Warriors had been up 11 at that point and were making one of their typical third-quarter runs to put themselves ahead and maybe put this game away. But that tech came after a regular foul. So the Clippers got three free throws in a row and then were able to make a game out of it again. They closed the gap and whatever. The Warriors eventually turned it on. And just said, to hell with this. The third quarter was marked by Jordan Poole hitting four threes towards the end of the quarter, which was plain and simple, just amazing. Again, he didn't shoot that great, but when he needed to hit shots, he did. He was six for 16 overall, four for 10 from three. So up until that point, he hadn't hit a three-point shot yet. But that gave the Warriors some breathing room put them up like what seven points at the end of three instead of being up only a bucket or two so that was huge and then Steph just put on a show again in the fourth quarter and the Warriors ran away with this one eventually it's really just insane to marvel at what Steph Curry can do and it was fun because there were a ton of Warriors fans at this Clippers game there were a lot of oohs and ahs for everything he did on the court he saw a lot of blue and gold out there. All those LA Clippers season ticket holders, they took advantage of the situation and probably just sold their tickets online. I really like that the younger dudes get to see Steph up close, see him get angry, see how much he works. Hopefully all this stuff kind of trickles down. Steph is a guy who quote unquote, wasn't very physically talented, right? Compared to other NBA players. And he's made the most of his abilities. I mean, his real, real advantage is his hand-eye coordination. But hopefully this rubs off on the younger dudes. Obviously, it's rubbed off on Jordan Poole and gotten him to this point so far. But I would love to see that with Moody and Kaminga. And Moody and Kaminga, they did 
get some garbage minutes, like the last minute and a half or so. And, you know, I got to just quickly talk about them. So what we saw for them was Jonathan Kaminga hit a three and a mid-range, which are both positive. The mid-range was a drive from the wing, and he pivoted and stepped back and hit a two. So that was a nice move. And then he hit a three from the left wing, which is great to see because he hadn't really been shooting the three very well in the last several games that he played in on the big league club. And Moody, he had one shot. He quick shotted a layup from the left side. And I was liking that because we all know that the scouting report on him is that he's not the quickest afoot, you know, and that he would have problems at this level getting past defenders. So quick shotting guys is a way to get around that. Because if you get past one guy, you can get your shot up before either that person catches up to you or help arrives. So he missed it, and then he fell on the ground. But I like that he's trying to add that to his game. Steph obviously has that. Jordan Poole obviously has that. So if Moody can add that, then you know that's a good step in the right direction for his development. You know what I mean? Another thing was that the Warriors were really bad from the free throw line in this game. 12 for 22, 54, 54.5%. And that's just unacceptable. Dre was two for four. Wiggins was two for six. Otto Porter Jr. was five for eight. Looney was over one, but you know, you don't expect Looney to make those. But you need the other guys too. That's a lot of points left on the board. And that could have changed the outcome if it was a closer matchup. But it is what it is. We know that these guys can hit these shots, but hopefully they can clean those up and be better in bigger moments like these two upcoming games. Anyway, the Clippers, they put up a decent fight. I got to give Paul George some props. I mean, ever since last playoffs when he actually delivered for the most part before they eventually lost and were eliminated, he played well. Yeah, he had 30 points, 11 for 24, 5 for 6 from the line. What really hurt the Clippers was that Reggie Jackson hit zero shots. He had zero points. But again, the Warriors are just a better team, a deeper team. And when you look at this pairing, unless something terrible happened to the Warriors or unless they just had one of those really, really cold shooting nights where no one could hit a shot, then you know you were pretty confident that the Warriors were going to take this one. But man, looking at this Clippers team... They're a bunch of veterans. They're very top-heavy in that respect. But if they had Kawhi healthy coming off of what they did in the playoffs last year, the Warriors, Clippers, and Suns would be really duking it out for the top of the Western Conference. That I will use as a segue to the upcoming games against the Suns this week. I talked about those a little bit in the last episode, and the Suns are right behind the Warriors, one game behind. So now the Warriors are 18-2. and two. The Suns are 17 and three. I said that if the Warriors came out of this with a split, I'd be okay with that. But obviously, I really, really want them to to sweep these two games. It's going to be interesting. I'm hoping that Andre Iguodala will be available. He's been sitting for a while, so maybe he's healed up enough to go Tuesday. If not, hopefully Friday, because they're going to need him eventually. Again, these are the types of high leverage games that Andre Guadala should be playing in. But if he's not right, then obviously sit him out because you need him right for the playoff run, for the stretch run the season. These Suns games, I mean, the NBA could not have predicted this at all, 
right? Like these two teams with these unbelievable records, not just playing once at this point, but playing twice, you know, in this kind of mini two game series with a couple of days off in between. I think it's, I think it's great. I mean, it's a measuring stick for both teams because the Suns, they got to the finals, but for the most part, they're really young, except for Chris Paul and Jay Crowder. And the Warriors, they have these veterans, but they have a bunch of unproven young guys, unproven in the sense that they've never been deep in the playoffs. Some of them have never even sniffed the playoffs. So it's going to be intense, and it'll be great to have the first game in Phoenix to see how they react and to see how everything goes down. It's funny, right? Because Chris Paul, I mean, he has such history with Steph and the Warriors, you know, kind of mentoring Steph. They're both from North Carolina. And then Chris Paul being on the Clippers, kind of owning the Warriors for a couple years. And then Steph owning the Clippers and the Warriors owning the Clippers. And then Chris Paul going to the Rockets and the Warriors owning him again. Now he's on the Suns. And once again, he is on a very good team that will likely run into Steph Curry and the Warriors somewhere down the road if probability if odds play out if everyone stays healthy and will he be able to get past the Warriors I hope not but it's an interesting ongoing saga of Chris Paul and his inability to get past this team so we'll see how it plays out on Tuesday Football fans, I'm sure we all love an action-packed, high-scoring NFL game, but with the latest no-brainer from DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, you'll be a winner once a single point scored. New customers who bet just $1 on any team to score can win $100 in free bets. It's that simple. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still get in on the NFL action. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use promo code TBPN, bet $1 on any team to score, and win $100 in free bets. If they score, you score with promo code TBPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. And it's interesting, you know, like with these closer, tighter games, I'm very curious to see how Steve Kerr's new rotations with Steph sitting in the middle of quarters, sitting specifically in the middle of the fourth quarter to see how those play out. It seems like in these important games, if Steph has it going, if they need him to really just be there for the whole quarter to ensure the victory, that Kerr will leave him in. And it also seems like to mitigate those minutes, he's keeping him out a little bit more in the first few quarters, you know, not inserting him back in right away, giving him like another minute or two in the middle of the first, in the middle of the second, in the middle of the third to kind of stockpile some extra minutes in case you have to leave him in for the entire 12 of the fourth. But yeah, we're at that point, man. We're at pretty much the quarter of the season, right? 20 games in, 18 and two, right? There's 82 games in the season. So this is the point where you're like, all right, this is the real season. This is the real team. And the past 20 games, I'd been 
kind of like, oh, this is fun. We're pretty good. We're actually really good. Some of these things are breaking exactly the way they should. And I can see this team going deep. But now, 20 games in, I want this. <laughs> like, I'm really, really vested in this. It's not so much, oh, yeah, this is a better showing than last season. The Warriors are relevant again. Yeah, that was all fine for the first 20 games. But now I really, really want to see something special. I want a title, you know? I want to see how good this team can be. I am officially watching the standings. Up until this point, I hadn't really paid attention to what teams were doing what and what the seedings were like. But now I think it's time where the Warriors are going and who's right behind them and who could be falling into the six, seven, eighth seed and the playing round, you know, seeing which teams would be bad matchups for the Warriors in a first round series. Like, obviously, you don't want to see the Lakers. You don't want to see the Grizzlies because they've gotten the Warriors the last two times. We'll see. It'll all play out. But this is the point of the season where things shift from, okay, let's see what we got here to, I think we know what we got here. And I think this team has an opportunity to not just win the title, but to be a very memorable team. Call me crazy. You're like, this team is pretty pretty fun to watch. And then all of a sudden it's like, no, this team has a chance to be as good as some of the other Warriors teams. Legit, from top to bottom. It may not have Kevin Durant. It may have an older Draymond Green, Clay Thompson coming off injury, an older but still amazingly good Stephen Curry. But it has a deeper team, 1-15. to 15. Yes, the Warriors had a lot of vets and had a lot of depth for a while, the strength and numbers team from the first couple years of the dynasty. But going all the way to 13 and even in some cases 14, 15, as much as these Suns games are measuring sticks, I want them to smack the Suns. <laughs> Is that okay to admit? Because we're 18 and two, and I want to see something special again. And it's clear that, especially with the vets, they sense that this could be something special. There's a lot that's unknown because of the youth, because of some of these newer guys and how they will perform in some of these situations. But you don't get Draymond fighting and playing this hard. You don't get Steph getting angry if they didn't see that there was a chance for this team to do something amazing. And that's the ride that I want to be on. Anyway, that's all I got for now. Hope you have a good week. I will check you out on Tuesday evening or Wednesday morning after the first Suns game. And yeah, we'll go from there. This has been another episode of the Oakland Warriors podcast. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Feel free to hit me up on Twitter at Patrick Epino, E-P-I-N-O, or at Oakland Warriors. Check us out, oaklandwarriors.com, and be sure to tell your fellow Warrior fan friends to tune in and listen. The Oakland Warriors podcast is produced by National Film Society and is a part of the Basketball Podcast Network. And if you're so inclined, please leave the show a five-star rating and say cool stuff about us in a review. Thanks. That's it. Music in this episode provided by Paper Sun. Special thanks to Paul Amardo for production support. See you next time. <laughs>